Hello, and welcome to the 36 Questions to Fall in Love with Abby. This is the last episode of my series. Um, I know that it's been a long ride and it's been pretty unexpected, but I just wanted to take a moment to thank everyone for listening and tuning along and joining in on my sometimes awkward, sometimes fun conversations with strangers that I just met. You know, when I first started this, I didn't really know what I was going to find. I think looking back, I was really hurt by this situation with my ex from 2021. And uh, I like was trying to look for answers and looking for any sort of connection I could find because the whole situation just really shook me. And I think I'm still grieving that to this day. Even having been in a whole other relationship for six months in the middle of that. And, um, you know, things with Will and I are not working out right now. So I just think that I've taken stock of all that I've learned by doing this. And it has come to light that, like, I would rather be by myself and be happy and love myself, love Abby than be with anyone else and let anyone steal away my happiness, my energy, just my like lust for life. And that's kind of how I felt at the end of my last relationship. And I just have been feeling like incredibly happy over the last few weeks um, and more happy than I felt in like a long time. So it's really shown me that you have to fall in love with yourself before you can do anything else, um, which is like super cheesy, I know, but it's true. So I really enjoyed like this whole process and the experiment I think was a success overall. So thank you for tuning in again and um, enjoy Devin part three as we talk about the last set of the 36 questions. Twenty-five. Make three we. Make three true we statements. We. Um. Sorry. It's a new couch. Can you be careful? Yeah. I'm um, make three true we statements each. For instance, we are both in this room feeling. We are both in this room feeling kind of like mellow. Yeah. Getting mellow energy, <laughs> like relaxed. Yeah, I'm feeling open. Yeah. Or or we we are opening up to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's doing its job. The game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We both have uh, blueberry on our breath. <laughs> yes. 
we both um, are probably thinking about different projects that we need that we want to do and like accomplish right now and like right uh yeah yeah like in the back of our minds 26 complete this sentence i wish i could i wish i had someone with whom i could share what comes to mind is i wish i whatever someone i could share my weaknesses Mm. Mm mm-hmm i like that I wish I had someone that I could share um, nice I got you stumped for a change like the holidays with (laughs) you know like a community like that feeling yeah like a home like like a partner that I could count on to bring to to different holidays. Okay. So stability. Yeah. And reliable. Mm-hmm. Like you know they're going to be home when you get home. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. 27. If you are going to become a, f- a close friend with your partner, please share what would, would be important for him or her to know. Um... I speak off the cuff. Sometimes I say things that are very piercing. And uh, you should know that if I'm being, in, if I'm saying something stupid, I'm probably joking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, you should know that I'm always down for like a spontaneous adventure or a thing. Like, like I'm down to do whatever if you think it's like stupid. You want to like paint your paint our faces or something like one day I would be down to do that <laughs> stuff like that. Um, Twenty eight. Tell your partner what you like about them. It's kind of a similar and thing to the other one, um, but but say things that you might not say to someone you've just met. I like that you're down to drink tequila for no reason. <laughs> yes, always. <laughs> Maybe not always, but yeah. Wasn't that a weeknight? Or was that a Saturday? No, it was a Saturday that night. It was a Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Down to take t- t- tequila shots. Um, I'm easily peer pressured. <laughs> um, I like that. Yeah. Well, off of that, I liked that you... suggested that we take tequila shots that night because it was very unexpected and like it's just fun so I feel like you have a spontaneous quality to you I I wish that I had more spontaneous things like off the top of my head that doesn't make sense I wish like I I just want to know more ideas of things because if I knew more things i would do them <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i like the okay that sounds well, so you dumb. can look up like things to do in la and then i've always wanted to do that like 30, 30 things you must do yeah if you live in la yeah those are all ads yeah that's true my favorite moments that i have with people are not uh what's on the tin you know mm-hmm. like planned yeah it's not what's planned it's it's what we don't plan or 
you know, a conversation or an inside joke or just some fun little accident that happens along the way. Mm-hmm. 29. Um, share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. Embarrassing moment. Okay. This one's pretty <laughs> embarrassing. I, when I was an undergrad, I was terrified of dancing. Um, I like, I think way too hard about it, like way, way too hard about it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure people will relate. I think you mm -hmm. do. Yeah, I do. Um, and so when I was an undergrad, I was in a fraternity and what they, every year they would have like a, they'd have like an auction, quote unquote, like an auction for charity for the, um, for the, the new members. Mm. Uh, and a part of that, the new members all had to like learn and sing and dance together. Um, and you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a little silly, but you know, we, we would learn the dance moves to like a couple of popular songs and change the words, the fraternity letters and like all that kind of silly stuff. Um, and we had to do that all in a group. And, uh, I wanted to not do that so badly that I avoided like every possible interaction with people, uh, that involved that. And I remember I somehow ended up getting trapped in the group of dancers, like as the, the dancing was starting. And, mm. uh, I like, I didn't know the dance. I no. didn't know what to do. And it was in front of everyone. There was like a big crowd of people like watching us. That sounds like a stress dream. I know. So I tried to get out and, um, like someone thought it would be funny if like they wouldn't let me get out. So they like held on to me. Oh my God. And I ended up like standing there not knowing the dance while like everyone else was dancing and uh -huh. everyone was like laughing and looking no. at me and I ran away. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, um, one thing that comes to mind is in eighth grade in science class, um, my science teacher knew that I played softball for so long. She knew that I had like a good arm or something. Um, so she chose me and she was like, Abby, stand up in front of the whole class and like take this egg, like a normal egg that you crack and, um, throw it at this target. I don't know why we were like doing that in science class. Um, and it was a specific target. And so I was like, okay. And I wound up and I felt super confident and I was like, I'm going to hit it. And then it like the egg f went flew over the target and on like the ceiling of the science building, like uh, or of the room, and it just like left this huge splatter and everyone was like, "Oh my god, Abby!" And um, the the stain was there for like the whole year. Wow! So that was yeah. your stain. Yeah, it was you my stain. You left a mark on that school. Yeah, I guess it's not like super embarrassing, but I can say another one too. Why was that embarrassing? What? Why was that embarrassing? Why wasn't it? Was it the expectation? Yeah, I think I was just like, in. it was like publicly in front of people. And I think because I, yeah, I expected to be really good at it. And, and I was like specifically chosen. So like a performance? Yeah. Yeah. But or another a test. Yeah, it was like a test that I failed. Um, and then another one was I was at camp. Or no, I was at this like program over the summer. And there was a guy there that I had a crush on. And I think like he had a crush on me and it was a whole thing. And I was 16 
And then he came up to me and I was like with a bunch of friends and he like gave me a water bottle or something. He was like, do you want to drink this? And we were playing around and he like tried to pour it into my mouth, but it ended up like, I think I did something like I knocked the water bottle away and like all of the water spilled on like my entire body. And it was just like, nice. one of those things where you're young and you're in front of someone you like and you look like a complete fool. Yeah. Um, 30. When did you last cry in front of another person or by yourself? Mine's probably not that interesting, but um, I think I was just de-stressing with a friend. It was like a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. just like thinking about what I'm doing with my life and where I'm going and all, mm-hmm. and all those questions. And it was just a lot that day. Yeah. Um, I was talking to my therapist. I think this was like a month ago, maybe. And it was just one of those days where you're just so emotional. And I think I cried through the entire session (laughs) and it was just not embarrassing, but at the end she was like, maybe we should see each other more often. (laughs) I was like, no, I don't want that. Um, but yeah. Okay, 31. Tell your, this is, I forget how they kind of repeat themselves. Tell your partner something that you like about them. I feel like I could rewrite these questions. They would be better. Sounds like some kind of reinforcement. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. What do I like about you? I like that you're being vulnerable with me. I like that you're telling me parts of your your life or your experience or whatever comes to mind mm-hmm. I like that you're welcoming me into this yeah um I like that you're doing this with me <laughs> that you're that you're open enough to 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 you know be down because a lot of people wouldn't be I think just be so down to like just do this random experiment with someone um and I like that you have so many interests like clearly you're really smart and like you're good at a lot of things but like in your life you already had a such a whole career and life before you were in high school right yeah so that's that's like so rare too and then you you completely like switched and then you switched again and you like completed all of those things. Yeah, I keep switching. <laughs> There's a lot no, of things to do. That's a good thing. What if anything is too serious to be joked about? I think just recent events. Like COVID? Uh no, COVID COVID I think is on the table. But maybe like I don't know, just some kind of tragedy involving, you know, mortality, something like that, just recently. But I, I think that humor is a way to r- relate to people and to express truth without saying it. So I, I think that uh, joking about things, especially when they are very serious, is actually a really good way to talk, uh, to open a dialogue about something. 
Yeah, and it's like tragedy plus time equals comedy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think joking about people who are less fortunate than you and like putting people down when like kicking people when they're down is not funny and it doesn't do anything like it doesn't help anyone so just like making light of people who can't advocate for themselves oh okay if you were to die this evening with no opportunity to opportunity to communicate with anyone what would you most regret not having told someone and why haven't you told them yet i mean the only thing that comes to mind is just telling my loved ones that i love them and i do tell them but you know it always feels like it's not enough yeah me too yeah that that would be (laughs) i don't have like some deep dark secret that i'm hiding from people and like i need to get it off my chest so I think that, yeah, it would just be like ex- telling people I love them and then expressing very like detailed reasons why. Kind of like within this question game where you're you're complimenting people specifically. And then I would do that to m- with like my loved ones and friends because I feel like people don't receive those types of compliments very often. 34. Your house containing everything you own catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be and why? It'd probably be this. What is it Uh, for the audience? (laughs) I'm pointing at a painting that I hung up over my couch that my grandmother painted many years ago Mm. and she passed away like 20 years ago Mm -hmm. and uh i just think it's so cool and it's like a way to remember her and everything else in this place i could probably replicate yeah it's true it's like a family heirloom yeah i guess so i've had things that are very cherished by me i've lost them yeah me too you know it's remarkable how well you can trick yourself into thinking that it never happened if you get like a replacement that's more or less the same. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it doesn't, it's not quite right, but you just kind of forget it. And I'm like, nope, that's the original. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Self delusion. I think it's, it feels like a cop out of my computer because everything that is that I feel like I can't recreate is on there. Like photos, different writing, things that I've done um everything is on there these days so yeah I would just be like my computer I've thought about that yeah like outside of this question Mm -hmm. so I put every like everything is on the cloud Ooh, yeah if I lost the computer I'd be frustrated because I have to go through the process of reinstalling everything but all my files would be there yeah that reminds me I need to back up my computer yeah there's a lot of free services (laughs) yeah I need to do that um 35. Of all the people in your family, whose death would you find most disturbing? Why? Well, I only really have one person in my immediate family. Yeah. So, yeah. It'd be her. Your mom. Something I worry about. Oh, yeah. It's not fun to think about. Um, I think 
it would be my sister because she's 28 and it would just be shock you know just be like what that's there's no there's no yeah reason and it wouldn't it would probably have to happen like suddenly if anything so I think that'd be really disturbing um 36 is the last question share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it and then ask your partner to reflect back to you how you seem to be feeling about the problem you've chosen it's a long it's (laughs) it's a long question it's a two-parter so first share a personal problem that you want like advice on Do you not like that question? No, I'm just thinking it's, oh. a, it's, a, it's a long question. Yeah. Um, how do you overcome perfectionism with the things that you're trying to make? Oh. Because I'm always trying to make my work so breathtaking that mm-hmm. like whoever is reading it has no choice but to break down and drop to their knees and cry about how amazing it is. Mm-hmm which I'm, you can hear the expectations <laughs> that I'm setting for myself. And uh, there are some parts that I think are really good, right? But the parts that aren't, like I can't get over them. And I worry so much about them that I can't allow myself to move on. Mm-hmm. And then I end up just sandbagging my whole project because I can't in, I can't be inspired to fix this one thing. So mm-hmm. how would you overcome perfectionism? Yeah, that's a really good question. And it's a really it's a thing that I have to grapple with a lot too because it stops me from being productive because I do that I literally like set such a high standard where every time I set out to do something I'm like this has to be the best that I could possibly do um but I try to overcome that by going with like the kill your darlings standard where like don't be too precious Because usually when you do kill the things that you think are the best in your project or or that you that you love personally, but might not be connecting with other people, it's better off for it. And like you think of things that you wouldn't have otherwise. Um, And then I think I just like start with the smallest amount possible, like the smallest increment like one page and that page doesn't have to be good. And also you're uh, like, I try to think of it as a single step that you, whenever I like set out on a hike, I always think about the destination of getting to the top instead of the fact that it's comprised of, like one step in front of the other so you could think of it as a screenplay like you're thinking about the the whole screenplay being finished and perfect but that screenplay is comprised of a single page and then another page and even boiling it down to like it's comprised of a word and then a letter does that make any sense so break it down. Yeah, break it down. 
break it down um, into small increments. And then the only thing that's important is like getting it on the page first. Because then that, that stops my writer's block. It gets your, like your engine going? Yeah. I'm like, I just have to get it out. And it doesn't have to be like there yet. and it, But it will get there. But you're going to have to do like drafts and drafts. No. Oh, there was. I had a follow-up question for you. Okay. But I don't know what it is. I have to read it again. Okay. <laughs> and then I ask you to reflect back to me how I seem to be feeling about the problem I have chosen. Oh. <laughs> you seem to be frustrated by it but also like you kind of know the answer like deep down you're like like I know what I need to do but I think you're like the one getting in your own way yeah and it, and I, I just gave someone else that advice today too which is funny really yeah what I said yeah huh. it's, e it's, it's easy for it's easy to preach you know yeah it's when so it's not easy you. to say but then when it when it's so close to you hard um personal problem well this how this goes back to what we were talking about before how do you go to sleep so easily <laughs> <laughs> it's a really big problem like i have insomnia sometimes well um i don't know if you drink any caffeine or you take mm -hmm. any anything that stimulates you during the day yeah definitely a lot of caffeine <laughs> yeah so maybe cutting that off sooner yeah it's an easy one uh when i'm trying to fall asleep i don't know i just take kind of take deep breaths and i just stop thinking and i kind of feel my mind starting to wander mm -hmm. and then my body feels kind of numb and i just i know that that process is coming so i kind of follow it when i feel it Mm-hmm. How do you stop yourself thinking? Because whenever I try to think, stop thinking, I end up thinking about stopping thinking. Right. So maybe like something simple, like counting. Mm. Do you count sheep? Or uh, just count numbers? I count up. I mm. also, um, I just kind of think about something simple that I've memorized maybe. Mm. Or I'll think about, I play a lot of chess. Sometimes I'll just think about chess. Oh, And yeah. like my last game with someone, like what I did or something like yeah. that. And just for some reason that just gets me to fall asleep. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Something endless that doesn't really have an end to it. Something something stable to think about. They just say counting sheep because it's counting and it's boring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's good. And then how do I seem to be feeling about this problem? I think you couldn't come up with a different answer or, or a different question. <laughs> it's a real problem. Well, you could take, yeah, no, you don't need to take any meds. I take melatonin sometimes, but then I end up feeling worse the next day. I feel kind of groggy. Yeah. Sounds like you might be overstimulated. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is easy to do in 
in our world today. Yeah. Because you could just be doing stuff all fucking day. Yeah. And never stop ever. And then all of a sudden you have, you go from that intense stimulation to nothing. And your brain is trying to chase that dopamine feeling, Mm -hmm. which, uh, as far as your brain is concerned, you're, you're about to die if you don't get dopamine. Hmm. So, uh, I mean, there's like simple habits and stuff, just like, you know, turn your phone off before you go to bed, Yeah. keeping it away. So you don't have the urge to go and follow through with your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes I'll be sitting in my bed and I'll think, Oh, that thing that I wanted to look at or something, um, let me get my phone. And if it's farther away, it makes it harder to commit to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last night I was awake pretty late. It was like 12 o'clock, I guess. And then I realized my friend in Europe was just waking up. So I had reached out and I was like, do you want to talk on the phone? Cause we don't have that much of a window usually to talk. So we ended up, up talking for like 45 minutes and then I was like more stimulated and because it was just like this fun conversation and then yeah so then it was a whole process getting to sleep around one but uh, i don't regret talking to her though (laughs) 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 it's a good thing um okay cool well i guess that's the end of the question so i wanted to ask do like a little wrap up how you were feeling about it and what it was like oh um seemed pretty easy mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was forcing myself to tell you anything it felt it felt natural me too um, I felt like I was honest I felt like this was a fun experiment I was waiting there was a there was some good questions in there um, ones that I really had to think about and mm-hmm. uh, I guess I was almost expecting like really piercing questions or something like that. That was going to like out, out me isn't the right word, but like, you know, Mm -hmm. call me out or something like that. But none of that happened. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's more chill than people expect. I think, um, yeah, I feel like this was really fun and I really enjoyed getting to know more about you. I feel like I learned a lot more and it was very, uh, good, cool conversation. So you've done this with a few people, right? Two people. Two? So far, yeah. Two, two before me? Yeah. How have your answers evolved? So I think the reason why I like came up with some answers like that might have felt like I wasn't sure or whatever, or like I was just trying to come up with it now, is because I'm trying to do different answers for everyone, unless no. it's like a very, it's a yes or no, or like, what are you most grateful for, you know, and stuff like that. Um, or like, what's your life story? It's going to be the same, but I'm trying to come up with different answers just as a test for myself too, to like challenge myself and then to make them, the conversations more different and and varied and interesting. Do you find yourself saying the same thing, like the same story, but you're like improving it? Every time, every revision. I think, yeah, I think the life story, I've gotten better at doing it in the two minutes and like knowing the points that I need to hit. Um, it is a challenge though, because there are some stories that I want to go to that are like my classics, like th- an embarrassing story. I have a n- way more embarrassing one than I think I shared before, 
but I'll I'll tell you later. But it's so yeah, it's definitely harder to find things that I maybe forgot about. But it's cool to like remember those things that your mind makes you forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, cool. Hey guys, it's Abby, your host. Um, how was that? Like, that was kind of an interesting conversation. I feel like Devin and I connected in a lot of levels analytically. I don't know if we really were like a love match or whatever you call it. I don't know. Like, I was pretty interested. Basically, Will and I started dating pretty seriously. Like, very quickly after Devin and I talked and you know things were great for a long time hence my silence I just like felt weird about releasing the last part of Devin because I was dating Will at the time but that's all I'll say on the matter because I want to keep Will's privacy and everything out of it it's been super interesting to like go back into the vault hear my conversation when when I was single with this guy who I really was interested in um very curious about I'm talking about Devin and was just also pretty fresh off of this breakup that made me very sad confused and kind of wanting the answers about what love is you know love and relationships are difficult they're hard It takes a lot of work. Sometimes you can love someone and you aren't right for them. Or it's just not the right time. So that's what I'll leave you with. My dear listeners, I love you all. I truly love you. Um, Thank you for sticking with me. I know it's been a while since we talked. Um, I kind of lost myself in in the past couple months, but hopefully I'm going to find my way back. The 20 people, the literal 20 people that listen to this podcast are like my closest friends and family. And so maybe some people in Nebraska that I love and like keep listening. Plus, like I've been just insanely astounded by some of the people that I've seen on the map um, of the analytics site that I use. So I'm just going to like name them off right now. I've got listeners in obviously California. We've got like a lot of listeners in Kansas, um, New Mexico, Texas, Tennessee, Chicago, you know, that area, St. Paul, Minnesota, got some Toronto's, got a little bit of Washington, actually got a lot of bit of Washington, D.C. Shout out to my friends there. Um, you know, Maine, that's just the U.S. We got France, we've got Spain. We've got listeners in Ireland, Scotland, uh, the UK, and then it gets kind of crazy. We've got some Berlin people listening, got some people in the Netherlands. Belgium was one of my biggest listeners, to be honest, because one of my best friends lives there. Shout out Elisa. Um, So she might have spread the word there. We've got Switzerland. We've got, I'm just looking at the map right now. This is so cool. Israel. Wow. Um, Egypt. Uh, Pakistan. India. 
fucking like deep in like the Baltics. We got Japan going on here. I've never been to any of these countries. And I'm like kind of surprised about Russia. Got some Moscow people listening. Um, got some people in Helsinki. I mean, I don't know how accurate this is, but if it is accurate, it's, this is crazy. People are listening to my small little podcast everywhere. Got Hawaii. Um, shout out to my people in South America, Peru, Chile, uh, you know, Brazil. Hell yeah. Mexico. Um, you know, it's just honestly, it's all over the world. And that's been a little bit of a shookethness. It's been a little bit of a, a crazy moment for me to, to hear that or to see that my voice is being heard around the world. So thank you, everyone. Um, if you liked this, if you like hearing my voice, if you like hearing about my life, you probably will like my friends. So my bestie, Rachel, lives in D.C. and she is going to do a podcast with me. We haven't actually decided a name yet, but it's going to be coming out on this same platform where you get 36 questions to fall in love with Abby. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be coming out sometime in August. And we will be talking with our friends instead of romantic partners. And we will be doing it together to figure out just, you know, more about our friends and what we like in people. And we're going to talk and we're just going to have some fun. So stay tuned and love you. Bye.